0: but I don't want to. An Anxiety Happy Hour is three adults with anxiety talking about mental health and other sensitive topics. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Tired. Me too. I'm kind of tired, and I have so much work to do. And I'm not packed. And I think I'm just gonna go to bed and have that be future Beamer's problem.
2: <gasps> get on in the next three minutes. I'm hanging up and going to bed. That seems fair. <laughs> do you have your
1: strengths and weaknesses up?
2: Do I have what?
1: Your strengths and weaknesses. Being a Virgo.
2: Oh, I just know them. Oh. Oh, okay. Because I'm a Virgo. (laughs) (laughs) Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. Bob's a cancer.
2: Oh, no. Cancer men are the worst. Manipulative, emotional. He does all those things.
1: (laughs) But it's cute when he's a puppy. I could buy that. His favorite snack is baby carrots. And sometimes the baby carrot's just a little too big. And he'll just carry it around in his mouth, crying. Throughout the house. (laughs) Because he wants me to break it down for him. Like I don't sometimes see him destroying a piece of furniture.
2: (laughs) Oh, Bob. Oh my goodness. What? Just out of curiosity, I did Google strengths and weaknesses of Virgos. One of the like little, you know how Google will have like drop down boxes from questions? Yes. One of them was, what are Virgos problems? And I clicked it and it says that... We might struggle with Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and I do. Ooh.
1: It was your Virgo.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Looking
1: up things about Scorpios is one of my favorite activities.
2: (laughs) Your memes are definitely better. (laughs)
1: Oh, for sure. We have the best memes in all the land. This next advertisement is brought to you by Virgo's. Welcome to, but I don't want to, an anxiety happy hour. Or an anxiety happy hour for short. Today we are talking about pseudoscience.
0: Woo! Woo Or as I like to call it, not science.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I believe in magic, so I think that there's mystical things that line up at the stars. I'm for it.
2: I don't necessarily make my decisions based off of pseudoscience, but I do really enjoy when it lines up with my observations. I don't use it for a
1: reason why, but I do sometimes look at it and I'm like, "Mm, that's why I did that.
0: (laughs) My sort of favorite thing about it is the way that people try to justify it, especially when it's like calendar based. And, well, yeah, you know, there's actually science behind it. And like, you know, because of the amount of sunlight you get. Or, and I'm like, OK, that's, that's where we get into the pseudoscience aspect of it. <laughs> I would say that I am a skeptic, confirmed skeptic. When we talked about the topic of this episode, it didn't give me anxiety, but I was just like, all right, I'm going to be the one here who's like, are you, are you sure? Are you sure? But I am fully willing to entertain this because i know that it does absolutely create so much anxiety for people i can recall talking to someone very briefly on one of the dating apps and they asked me when i was born or like what my sign was or or something like that and i told them and they were like oh and i was like is that bad and they were like yeah really yeah <laughs> We, we haven't even gotten to know each other, and you're just saying, like, oh, no, we're not going to because you're sighing.
2: Okay, well, they also used to give their patients cocaine. Uh,
0: and and I feel like
2: that was a great idea. A lot of people were having fun with their illnesses.
0: <laughs> There's been a lot of pseudoscience over the years, right? Like, we still... Except certain things because of various types of mysticisms and religions and things of that nature. Ethnography, those have fallen by the wayside just because, you know, it was discovered this is all a bunch of crap. When you know that something is not real, I think that can be anxiety-inducing for people to firmly believe in something and you're just like, no.
1: Okay, obviously I do not think every single Scorpio is just like me. I'm a Scorpio, by the way. They all are. Every single one of them (laughs) just like me mirror images
2: (laughs) no because you have your different house placements that make you unique
1: that's true i do my body chart oh let me tell you some of the traits i think could be related to actual science facts so for example a scorpio is usually known as being very attached when they're in a relationship and we were born in the tail end of fall Right before winter. So, our babyhood, if you were in a good household, there was probably more cuddling than a summer baby because it's cold. And so, there was probably a lot of closeness in your early development. If you were in warmer months, maybe wasn't the case. Of course, half the Scorpios in the Southern hemisphere have the opposite problem. So,
0: obviously, I'm full of it. (laughs) But isn't that the beauty of it? Is that you can make it suit? your needs just because again it's like it's it's not necessarily based on scientific fact it's based on feeling so i i revealed in the last episode what my sign was but i'm gonna throw out here the general traits and then you're both more versed in this than i am so we'll see if you pick out you know what i am or if you remember what i am i am optimistic but can be flighty i'm a glass half full and enjoy exploring the world i love to have fun and be free When things get boring, though, I might run away. They aren't the best at fulfilling promises or following through on commitments. I do kind of feel that. That's like ADHD. I feel discriminated against.
2: I, I
1: remember <laughs> what you were, so it's not fair for me to guess.
2: Yeah, I didn't forget either because of my sign. <laughs> fair enough. So
0: I'm a Sagittarius. Uh, apparently my element is fire. My ruling planet is Jupiter. And I'm most compatible with Aries, Gemini, and Libra. Interestingly enough, I divorced an Aries. So am I most compatible with them? Oof.
1: I mean, you married one. So and I
0: did. <laughs> some
1: part of you thought you were compatible.
0: Hmm. I mean, but did I base it on the sign? I don't think I did. Well,
1: I think that was sort of our idea behind this, is that we were going to look at the pseudoscience and Mm -hmm. say, okay, well, that lines up with who I am as a person, or no, that doesn't. So for you, you said, oh, well, I have ADHD. That's discriminatory. Of course, those things are true. But the, (laughs) the sort of thin ice we're skating on here, the
0: magical world of
1: could it be related could you be, have been born this
2: way
0: mm-hmm. there certainly is a good amount of nature versus nurture here right i am the skeptic here this is my role in this episode i'm i'm, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong because but he's secretly that saying that we're... <laughs> which is totally sagittarius on me but what i'm saying is that sometimes these i mean you just heard that description there sometimes it's very general and those could be applied to anybody in a situation don't you think the ones I'm you sure.
1: described i don't think apply to me
2: are you a four on your enneagram perchance
0: <laughs> you know <laughs> i haven't done my enneagram and i feel like i should do that right now i also have do, my enneagram yeah i'm gonna do my enneagram right now and uh we're gonna figure that out
1: describe to me what an enneagram is
2: it's just another personality test. Mm-hmm. W- what are the type of results? I can't tell you that because it's going to influence ni- answers.
0: Exactly. There's nine types though.
2: Is it letters? No, numbers. Number. Okay. So the pros and cons of a Virgo. I share a birthday with Beyonce and Google. So, you know, big things. We are reliable, logical, observant, patient, kind, analytical, hard workers, faithful, modest, helpful, and intelligent. Yet we are also... Pedantic, excessive worry, neurotic, judgmental, pessimistic, nitpicky, aloof, unagreeable, hypercritical, over-solicitous, and ruminative. What does ruminative mean? You're just ruminating. You're thinking about it over and over and over. Over
1: overanalyzing. Got it. I am a Scorpio, so my strengths are passionate, driven, perceptive, emotional, sacrificing, determined, and my negative weaknesses are vindictive, paranoid, destructive, possessive, jealous, and clinging. I deeply relate to my horoscope sign, but I also always thought that both the strengths and the weaknesses could be both. They could be weaknesses, they could be strengths. Yeah,
2: I agree with that for mine. So vindictive,
1: yeah, but that just means I'm super good at revenge, so you (laughs) want me on your team.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was going to say, when have you had to be vindictive? Oh, Oh, I have. Let's not talk about
1: (laughs) it, but I fully supported Brittany that time she saran wrapped somebody's car. Oh, that's awesome.
2: I love that. <laughs> he deserved it. He was <laughs> mad. Uh, I will say every Scorpio woman I've ever met has deeply identified with her sign.
1: I think Scorpio is also recognizable trait that if you know any of the signs, you know, Gemini and Scorpio. What
0: is this recognizable trait?
1: Well, Gemini's are two-faced. They're the twins. The idea is that they are fairly difficult to manage because there's two sides of them. So you might get along really well with one, but the other side, you're like, What is this crazy Mm -hmm. And then Scorpios are stereotypically known to be secretive. And so it's Mm -hmm. hard to get to know a Scorpio and thus we are very misunderstood. How long is this test that he's doing? Oh, I forgot
2: that he was taking a test.
0: I'm still going, I'm on page two out of seven.
2: Two out of (laughs) seven. Depends which point you pick. But I'm very interested. I do think that you're gonna be a four. Beamer, I think that, and I'm not very good at predicting Enneagrams whatsoever. I'm an eight. I think you might be a six, but I could be wrong.
1: After he does this test, I want you to describe what this means to me.
2: You're not going to take it.
1: I wasn't planning on it only because I didn't plug in my mouth. In order to take it, there's a lot of like moving wires, which makes feedback in my ears. Take on your phone. Ugh. Can you text it She's, to she's me? such
0: a two. She's such a two. I thought
1: she <laughs> was an eight. <laughs> I'm an eight. Yeah. Oh, am I the two? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think you're a six. <laughs> because it's so complicated i'm gonna go into body graph this is a cool one to dive into but it's super complicated. you answer the questions and it's very much like a chart in general that you put what time you were born when you were born where you were born etc cetera, etc cetera. very standard so you think it's going to be fine and hey it's going to be visual So what could go wrong? Many things. Many things could go wrong. Mostly (laughs) you look at the body graph when it comes up and it's a silhouette of a person and there's different areas that sort of align with chakras and then they have all of these pipe tunnel things going to each other and sometimes they're empty and sometimes they're filled and sometimes they're halfway. All of the tubes have numbers on either side and it's very overwhelming because the idea is if you wanted to find out what these things meant, you're now going to pay someone to explain it. Of course, I'm in the burke Like No Joke Club, so I'm researching it and figuring it out on my own. And <laughs> my my therapist and I had a very long chat the day after that I figured it all out because I wrote it in my therapy book. It was very interesting to me. The The main areas that are sort of chakras are your baseline personality. And then the tubes that go in in between objects is how you relate to other people. And they can come in two different colors. Well, they could be not filled in. So the absence of color. But then depending on the graph you get, I think they're usually red and black. One signifies being a subconscious trait and the other signifies being a conscious trait. If you have half of a tube filled in, the person who has the other half of that tube filled in is compatible on that one particular thing with it goes much much deeper than most of the tests and it's all pseudoscience. It, it's all put aside the idea that none of this is particularly provable and just bathe in it.
2: Yeah, the diagram or the explanation that I tried to read for my body graph was on Goop.com.
0: Oh man,
2: <laughs> <laughs> is that tells you anything?
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to. <laughs> All I can think of when we reference goop is. Oh I think you broke Bunsen.
2: Yeah, goop goop <laughs> makes men laugh.
0: <laughs> There's something about steaming your vagina that seems inherently dangerous. And
2: wrong. Isn't it called a yawny or something? <laughs> you can also sun. You can let sun in through your sacred crotch hole. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how they phrase it.
0: <laughs> Sacred crotch hole.
2: That,
1: that oh. definitely sounds like the scientific explanation. Uh,
2: I mean, I, mean I, I,
1: I,
0: I understand now why this person named their first child Apple. Oh my god. So I, I did the body graph from like mybodygraph.com. They give you a little bit of stuff like right off the bat. Strategy to respond. Not self-themed. Frustration. Signature. Satisfaction. <laughs> definition. Split. Authority. Sacral. Uh, profile heretic investigator five slash one incarnation cross left angle cross of confrontation which again more numbers not self keynotes feeling unworthy and undervalued avoiding confrontation and truth i don't think that's true fixated on finding love and direction okay that's fair always in a hurry to be free of the pressure
2: pressure. ours is almost the exact
0: so we're the same person oh my god
2: almost probably means you wouldn't be compatible
0: no not at all but we might be the same person
2: that's true. So um,
1: in addition to being baseline complicated, every single one of those has a light and a dark side. If you are <laughs> in line with who you're supposed to be based on your body chart, then there's these positive forms of it. And then if you're not going to therapy or or something self-destructive, then there's the darker side of it.
0: Mm. See, and that's the thing. It's like it's black and red, so it just feels like I'm doing something wrong. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't know. The body graph is really hard for me to get into, and I, I tend to not be into woo-woo unless I think it's cool. Astrology is kind of cool, so I I let it be as woo-woo as it wants to be, but I don't understand the body graph yet, so I don't like it, so I think it's too woo-woo.
1: I think it's definitely something you have to have the patience to sit down and aggressively research i took each result that i had and individually googled them in order to get an idea of each specific thing meant and then i wrote over eight pages in my therapy book oh wow this next ad placement comes directly from magic that is pretending to be science
2: So I think it's interesting that according to the body graph, Bunsen and I are almost the same, but according to the Enneagram, which is a personality test, which is arguably less pseudoscience-y than something based on just stats about you. I mean, the reality
1: is everything we believe is just what our brain tells us to believe.
2: True. Like pork is human. What?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, apparently pigs are very smart
2: why they call it the other white meat it's actually human meat this makes me
0: deeply uncomfortable
2: (laughs) sorry that's okay okay so
1: (laughs) explain to the general population about this test and what it means
2: okay so the enneagram is just a personality test like your 16 personalities or your Myers-Briggs or it's all based on spectrum questions agree slightly agree neutral slightly disagree, disagree, and, and it's it's self-answering. You might perceive yourself as one way when in reality, others might perceive your answer to that question very differently. So it's your personality to yourself, essentially. Okay. I found a lot of the questions similar to each other. Mm-hmm. Not all of the personality types are distinctly different, right? We all have things in common with each other.
1: Well, according to one of these personality tests
2: i think that i'm different from everybody i think the one we just took oh that's a that's a very strong trait of fours, and they typically don't believe in enneagrams or pseudoscience or things like that which is why i said bunsen was probably going to be a four and i was right <laughs> i'm i'm the dark horse over here
0: <laughs> i know we weren't expecting that so i i found out about the whole enneagram thing actually from uh, another pod the financial feminist and she was talking about like enneagram types as they relate how you go about (laughs) spending and saving your money so somebody got really in depth on that which is why i was joking about beamer being a two but yeah like our breakdown is very interestingly similar
1: i don't know that i understand the pie chart because to me i see a lot
2: of two but you said i'm a four wing five Yes. A lot of my personality types are really big. They just chose the one that won. And it might have won by the skin of its teeth, but you have slightly more four than others. Like if you look at mine, the eight, the two, or all look almost the same. <laughs> I'm an eight seven because eight is the biggest just by a hair. And then the seven is bigger than the nine, so your wing is on is one of the numbers on either side of your most dominant number. Yeah.
1: So no research on this, but why did personality tests start being a thing? Anybody know?
0: I don't know, but I love well, because I can tell you that it's a huge part of um, business. You know, depending on what company you're with, you know, you're taking Myers-Briggs or you're taking the personal inventory. We had to do that at work. You know, my job relatively recently, do personal inventory. And then, you know, Enneagram, obviously another type of that, another flavor of that. And it's all about trying to, I guess, maximize their interpersonal relationship to get a better understanding of how to not negatively trigger somebody in a situation and how to figure out what their motivations are without them not necessarily having the self-awareness of what their motivations might be. So it's it's tools to allow managers to better function with their team members and things of that nature. That certainly I think has popularized it a lot but then the self-learning aspect of it, the fact that we're sitting here with fun colored quizzes and things like that you know, I think that plays into it, right? Maybe because I'm a four but I don't I <laughs> love... <laughs> What are you laughing at? <laughs> the authoritative way you're like, you know, maybe because I'm a four wing five. No, no, no no, 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 no,
2: no. You got. <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying?
1: <laughs> I said, maybe because I'm a four. But sometimes, especially with those one question quizzes that Facebook is known for, mm-hmm. I, I get a little anxious about the result because everybody's sharing their result and I want to share too but then I'll get something that I don't think is like me at all. And then I'm, I'm like, I'm not going to do that.
2: <laughs> I think that's normal. Did any of these pseudoscience things, your blood type or your Zodiac or anything, did any of those predict you to be particularly anxious? That Scorpio in general
1: lends itself to an extreme of emotions. Anxiety goes right along with that because if you're overanalyzing everything and you're keeping things inside, and you're not sharing it with your partner or with your friends in a healthy way that maybe you should be, it leads to a buildup of that emotion that I think creates anxiety. And my my four wing five talks about (laughs) feeling separate from other people. And certainly that is something I've struggled with my whole life. I want to fit in very badly, but I never feel like I do. Even if I have a good group of friends, I always feel like I'm the the extra person in the friend group. I'm not the core person. I, oh, I'm the outer edge.
2: That makes me sad as your friend. I'm sorry.
1: I mean, think about who my friends were in college. I had the off-off Broadway group, who I, I'm not a theater theater person, so I'm sort of on the edge of that. I, I definitely wasn't a core member of that group. And Carolina Productions, I was sort of the support system. So I think because there was a job to do and I, I love a, I love a mission was more well known but I don't necessarily know that I was in the group of kids that was just like fooling around and having a good time I, I was always the bodyguard of celebrities or running some task for Shelby or, or something of that nature and, and so even though I was important to the group I by no means was the center of the group I was also friends with a whole lot of the pride community, which I love my gays. I am a flame dame, 100%. Brittany's roommate used to have a thing that he would say, if you're a friend of Beamer, you're gay.
2: (laughs) Yes, you are a lesbian magnet. Not just lesbian. I I collect the gay men to the fabulous. For a while there, though, it was a lot of lesbians.
1: Are you talking about when I, in my two-bedroom, two-bathroom place, was one of seven Yes. And I was the only straight person? Yes. That was when they <laughs> called me the lesbian whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> but even that, I was going to a lot of the gay clubs and the drag shows and everything like that. But I am not the type of personality that would want to do drag, would want to. Let's be real. Clubs are made for drugs. So if you're sober, <laughs> club life, not as fascinating. Okay.
2: I think bravado carries you a long way fake it till you make it fake it till you make it
1: i if i did an 80s themed king i could do a lot of like big jackets and flashy jackets to distract from it you
0: could you know what you could um i could see you with a full if you're doing an 80s king i could see you in the jerry girl i don't know that i know what the
2: jerry girl looks like it it looks like a wet perm Bunsen.
0: <laughs> a wet perm mullet
2: Did your pseudoscience Mm -hmm. result give any... Would they give a reader any insight into your anxieties?
0: I think so, right? Especially if we talk about the childhood trauma part of... The Enneagram thing, like what was your Enneagram childhood trauma? Did you send me that? Did you send me the child? So like we're saying four wing five, right? So primarily rejection of identity, but then also rejection of intimacy. I would say the rejection of identity part, you know, you can't be yourself. You don't feel comfortable or safe being yourself. I think that certainly is a breeding ground for anxiety right there. You know, the intimacy thing, like the fear of making connections with others. Yeah, like those are both very intimate. Anxiety inducing things. So I think the Enneagram, and again, with it being a personality test, I guess it is, a, is slightly different than some of the other pseudoscience. The, I think here's the thing about the personality test they meet you where you are. They don't necessarily say anything about you at your core. You're just, you're self reporting, like, hey, this is me right now. Mm-hmm. And they fit you into a nice little type and say, well, Based on what you just said, these are your things. And you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about that right now. And this is exactly where I'm at. So it's a nice, easy way to kind of just like, you know, express, hey, this is where I am. But it can change, right? I was an I on Myers-Briggs for a long, long time. And I beat that out of myself and became an E. (laughs) It was a change between 20s and 30s. And I'm still very much an E now.
1: Hmm. I just Mm -hmm. read my Enneagram. I'm in this picture and I don't like it. <laughs> aggressive talking about how I try and hide my feelings so that I'm always the tough one and that I what? make a point to be nurturing of other people and don't prioritize myself. It feels what? hurtful
2: I that they would read mine. Oh, did I read yours? Are you reading the eight?
1: Oh, well, I felt called out by yours. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read mine. I didn't read mine. I felt called out by yours, though. <laughs>
0: Well. so are we saying that we see too much truth in there
1: yes I mean, 100 so i think it, i'm a secret eight
0: well so here's the thing it's apparently a four sensitive and introspective expressive dramatic self-absorbed and temperamental mm-hmm. the basic fear that they have no identity or personal significance basic desire to find themselves and their significance enneagram four with five wing is the bohemian so, and I think that was both of us there. Maintain their identity by seeing themselves as fundamentally different from others. I mean, Beamer. Listen, <laughs> Beamer. I
1: am a special
0: <laughs> unicorn.
1: No <laughs> one can compare. And that is the most
0: fourth thing that you say. <laughs> Indeed.
1: I will say growing up, I made a point to force myself to be a little more quirky because I didn't Think that I fit in and I didn't want it to be an accidental not fit in. I wanted people to feel like it was purposeful so that it wasn't noticeable like
2: I was being that on purpose uh, That puts a lot more control in your hands.
0: That's the thing right when they're uh, one of the other things they talk about like healthy fours are honest with themselves they own their feelings can look at their motives, contradictions and emotional conflicts without denying or whitewashing them as you just did <laughs> They may not necessarily like what they can discover, but they do not try to rationalize their states, nor do they try to hide from themselves or
1: others. Bunsen reads his own personality test and says "Eh, I don't know Bunsen reads my personality test and says listen it's
2: the same one it's literally the same result (laughs) you're both four wing five
0: (laughs) but we're unique
2: four
1: wing five
0: (laughs) exactly we are we are no one else is exactly like us also you know what and this is hilarious because this was a conversation that we definitely had approached again uh, when it was like Bieber and I were like, "Yeah, we could absolutely never date." And you look at what happens when you put two fours together. <laughs> It would not be a pleasant combination. There's a lot of passive aggressive. There's a lot of conflict starting. And it's like, wow, that's messed up. For
2: someone who literally didn't know what this was half an hour ago, you have gotten very well versed in it. He's
0: speaking about I am. Confidence. You know what? I, it's, not, it's not that I'm an expert, but I mean... <laughs> it's just the
1: natural trait of a four-wing five.
0: <laughs> I know. I'm so a four-wing five.
2: Oh, maybe you have like some Virgo placements in there.
0: All right, so did I basically just go from skeptic to completely convinced of this in the span of this episode?
2: He's and actually going to study just it. turn
0: me? <laughs> oh, God. So I'll be um, setting up some readings. If anybody wants a custom reading, you just come to, you know,
1: email
0: I, I really, us at, uh, an at com.
1: I really want you to casually, in a future episode, be like, well, you know, because my moon rising is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I I can't promise that I'll do that because I'm so unique and special, but I certainly might. (laughs) Oh my gosh.
2: Well, okay, so I'll go now. My natal chart, which is like all your astrology stuff, did predict a fair amount of anxiety. But it also predicted a fair amount of whimsy and optimism i think is a weird mix don't you sort of need it
1: though yes never have i ever broken britney's heart quite the way i did when i explained the history behind angels and she discovered theologically she couldn't die and become an angel
2: yeah a lot changed in my life at that moment
1: Yeah, I there was a moment I wasn't sure she was going to talk to me anymore.
2: (laughs) You say these things and like it sounds like our friendship is not very strong. But in my head, our friendship is rock solid. That's why I can say these things.
1: (laughs) If it if it was someone who I didn't feel like it was solid, then I would bury those deep in my heart and form (laughs) a bitter resentment that I felt these things and you won't talk about it.
2: Is that a Scorpio What's thing it? or a four wing five thing? Uh,
1: a little bit of both. It's a four wing scorpion, actually. Ah,
2: yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> what, what was the, oh, with a, a B blood type, specifically. Out of the stinger comes B positive.
2: Have you guys felt any anxiety about pseudoscience in the past? I mean, honestly, even though I'm a four wing five and
1: a unique butterfly, I <laughs> found a lot of solace in thinking I was wrong and thinking that there were people who understood, there were people who identified with that because my particular sign is usually one that's very much embraced by the people who share it. Mm -hmm. And and so there was a built-in camaraderie. I grew up in the era of we were allowed on the computer too much. And somewhere (laughs) in my basement, I have a box full of quiz results about... (laughs) what kind of dog breed I am what cheese I would be dumb dumb things that I would print out and like highlight up about what a, a unique person I was based on these results and I, I kept it all these years I next to never look at it where I think maybe once every other week I look up something about being a Scorpio. <laughs>
0: I was gonna say it sounds like these quizzes. Was this all like OK Cupid before it was a dating platform?
1: Honestly, no. <laughs> it was really something you did with friends at like two a.m. at a middle mm-hmm. school sleepover. Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes. I know. I was uh, yeah. I I, I I was just excited that I got to play the pirate ship game.
1: That, first uh, of all, that pirate ship game was clutch. Loved it. Oh my god, it was a beautiful thing. It was so it was so puzzly and nice. And colorful. I dug it. I listened to a lot of Matt Nathanson while I played the sailing pirate puzzle
2: game. Oh, I was thinking of Pirates versus Ninjas, I think. That's not the one I was talking about. I don't know what pirate game you guys are talking about.
1: It was like a matchy game that in order to sail the ship you had to match certain things. Anyway, not not the direction I meant to go. <laughs> what I was gonna say is I resisted Facebook for a long time because I'm a four wing five. And and <laughs> I I was hesitant and I've always been hesitant to sort of jump on the popular thing. I was very blessed to have caught early tales of some of the pop culture, like Harry Potter was on that bandwagon before they were released in the United States because my grandmother brought me one over from England. And so I didn't feel like I couldn't enjoy that because I liked it before it was cool. Where Facebook, everybody had one already and I resisted it and I was like, Listen, all of my friends are here and I would rather spend time with you in real life than be in a Facebook relationship when we're not in a relationship. That being said, my friend Appy and I now have a several decades strong, complicated relationship on Facebook. <laughs> Love it. My first Facebook relationship was actually with Sam Rochford, who dis- does our music. Oh She was my husband. I'm glad
2: she agreed to do our music, even though... You broke her heart.
1: No, she left me. Seriously.
2: Oh. Oh she
1: she went quote unquote gay by getting a boyfriend and wanted to be in a Facebook relationship with someone <laughs> she was actually dating. And uh-huh. this girl twisted my arm, made my account for me. My password is still a variation of one she made up <laughs> because she was determined that we were gonna be Facebook official, whatever. We I basically went to a cult sorry it wasn't maybe a week until she started dating someone and left me and that's when afi and i got in a complicated relationship (laughs) it
2: does sound complicated yeah Yeah, it
0: certainly does sound complicated but that absolutely tracks for you know your four wing five
2: (laughs) so i had kind of an anxious experience with astrology where i had this i used to supervise a team of workers in a like stressful environment And I had this girl on my team who just would blow up at me all the time. And she asked me one day what my sign was. And here I was thinking, I'm a very clear Virgo. I was like, oh, you can probably guess. And she's like, oh, a Capricorn. And the way she said it. (laughs) I was like. That, I think, is what got me into, I researched all the stereotypes for signs because, number one, I wanted to know what the heck she meant. And number two, I wanted to laugh at all the memes that I saw. So
0: there are some great
2: memes. Oh, yes. (laughs) I still have some anxiety with, why did that girl think I was a Capricorn? And why was that a bad thing? One of my dear friends, two of my dear friends are Capricorns. I was actually
1: very surprised when I found out you were a Virgo. Because you were the first really positive relationship that I had with a Virgo. All the other ones that I had were a little rocky, a little high stress. And and I think that's because while Scorpios are secretive and emotional, I think Virgos are a little more transparent Mm -hmm. about it, which I think frustrates me that I want to be heard and I don't feel like I'm being heard in the situation. But I have never found that to be the case with you. So when I when I found out you were Virgo, I was like, "Are you sure? Do you know why that is? Why? Tell me.
2: Tell me all the yeah. secrets." It's because of my Cancer Moon. <laughs> oh, it's because of your Cancer <laughs> Moon. Oh,
0: See, once the Moon <laughs> part factors in, it's just like, "All right, this has just gotten too."
2: No, bad. your I Moon, can't. your Moon is your emotional side, and I have a water sign for my Moon. I want to say does,
0: what does that mean? Does that mean I burn emotions to the ground? You have a yes. fire
2: sun sign. That's different. You don't what's your moon sign? He does. I,
0: I I don't know. <laughs> that's why that's why that girl wouldn't wouldn't go out with me. Oh. Cool.
1: I yeah, don't no. know my moon sign. <laughs> I get flip-flopped on which is which. I have a Sagittarius and I have a Cancer and one of them is my moon sign and one of them is my rising sign or something, but I get flip-flopped on which one's which. They're they're all emotional. I I have trouble coping with my problems, but also have control issue.
2: Yeah, two waters. You know,
1: I just get washed
0: away.
2: All right. This has been an anxious episode of pseudoscience.
0: (laughs) We just put it all out there because now we know that I'm a a four wing five. So there we go.
2: Yeah. Don't be anxious about who you are because, you know.
0: Just be you. (laughs) Were you born this way or was it that the moon and the sun made you this way? i I think it would be i think we're gonna have to revisit this is really what it is isn't it (laughs)
1: pseudoscience part
0: two (laughs) yeah pseudoscience part two next season
1: (laughs) i no what i what i think we should do next season is i think we should have a guest speaker on or maybe a couple and we have to with our vast knowledge guess what they are
2: but no pressure right
0: but no
1: pressure don't be anxious at
0: all (laughs) <laughs> but if you want to be that guest reach out to us email us at an anxiety hour at gmail.com but
1: only if you feel like you really identify with your sign i don't want any of those people who are like you'll never guess it because blah 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 blah. i'm on the cusp they're
2: probably a four, they're probably a four.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's okay. such there's so much four energy ah. Ah. Ah.
1: This advertisement placement is brought to you by girls that date based on their horoscope signs. Now to roll the credits.
0: Big thanks to Sam Rochford for her use of the song Pedals. You can listen to the full version on Spotify, Apple Music, or any of those other places that you find music. If you want to connect with her and you're secretly 83 years old, like me, her Facebook page is called Sam Rochford Music. And if you're hip and cool, her TikTok is Boring Sad Music.
1: Do you like our logo? It was done by friend of the pod and artist extraordinaire, The Ramble Pies. Her Instagram and TikTok are at The.Ramble.Pies. Don't know what you want, but want some art? Her Etsy is The Rambling Merchant. Now that's all one word. She does do commissioned works if you have something in mind.
0: You can reach us at
1: linktree slash anxiety happy hour
0: on Instagram at an anxiety happy hour
1: on Facebook at an anxiety happy hour
0: on YouTube at, but I don't want to an anxiety happy hour
1: on Twitter at anxiety HH pod, because apparently there's character limitations.
0: Thanks Elon on TikTok at an anxiety happy hour
1: or email us at an anxiety happy hour at gmail.com. This has
0: been a Be Anxious
1: production. I'm B-positive, so...
2: And that means I'm positive, right? No. No? <laughs> That's
1: not is what she- that means?
2: Oh, at some point, we do need to address why our title is what it is. Because we don't talk about why it's called Happy Hour.
1: Why is it called Happy Hour? Exactly. I mean, do we have a reason?
2: Well, why did you guys pick that? I feel like we owe it to uh, any listeners that
0: we have.
1: Okay, sounds good. What do you mean? Why is it a happy hour?
0: The happy hour? What do you mean?
1: Uh, Are you drinking? And I didn't know the answer. I was like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny.
0: Well, originally it was like I just was thinking about, but I don't want to. And then... It seemed like an anxiety happy hour was like almost like a variety hour, but like we weren't doing like, you know, magic tricks and songs. So, (laughs) so it just kind of like, you know, I mean, anxiety happy hour is kind of ironic, right? Like, what's happy about anxiety? (laughs) I dig it. I like it. It was very, it was very tongue in cheek. That's what it was. She,
1: she was like, we need to do. A little disclaimer about why we're called that and i was like why are we called that i was like i don't know didn't you come up with a name i was like nah
2: yeah because so many <laughs> well i feel like so many podcasts out there are centered around like oh, we're just gonna have a drink and talk and i thought that maybe we're like that and uh uh we've never talked about like what are you drinking what are you having to drink and then i was thinking <laughs> well they're taking medication for anxiety so maybe they're not drinking maybe they're not allowed to and then i just started uh spiraled I am not supposed to.
1: I do sometimes, but I am not supposed to with my (laughs) medication.